Hello folks, Tyler here. We're looking to do a big surge on iTunes. We really want to push the old iTunes, you know, get us up the charts a bit, because I know you lot are lovely and supporting all over. Um, so if you fancy it, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And while you're there, make sure to leave a five-star review and a couple of lovely words as well, just to, uh, you know, help us up a bit more and get that extra bit of support. Thank you very much. Come to Uncle Mo's for family fun. It's good, 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 good. Mmm, sounds good. Hello, and welcome to Uncle Mo's Family Feedback. We'll look through the dizzying highs, the terrifying lows, and the creamy middles of The Simpsons seasons 1 to 12 through random episode generation. I'm, of course, your host, Tyler McRae. With me is my ever, ever brilliant co host, Cal Reader. And Cal has got something exciting in the pipelines, haven't you, Cal? A little passion project of yours. Uh, I I do. It's very very early days, so it's not really much to talk about at the moment. It's a little animation I've been working on for the last couple of weeks. Like um, nothing to release as of yet. It'll probably be in about a month's time when the first episode releases. Um, it's called Duck Fighters Animated because um, there's a bit of a story behind that, which eventually I may get to. But it's at the moment I'm not willing to tell that story. Um, but yeah, it's it's little little animations about two two minutes to three minutes, just you know, telling weird ass dumb stories, and hopefully it'll be it'll be good, and hopefully you guys will like it eventually when it comes out. But it may not be for a while. All right, nice. And with yourself, how do you find the ever? Um, we can't see the light at the end of the tunnel just yet with lockdown, but you know, hey, Boris is healthy, so positive question mark uh i'm just getting bored of it I'm not as bored enough but not bored enough to go obviously protest and break lockdown uh, because what's gonna happen uh <laughs> what am i gonna get gain from doing that i know you might have seen obviously this episode might go out a couple of weeks after when it initially happened um however there was a pub what game made national news where it was open still and uh, it got raided by the police only for the police to find the punters in the cupboards uh hiding it's not got that bad so <laughs> <laughs> oh i did read that i couldn't believe that it's hilarious and i think the best part about it is the fact that the um the landlord actually owns another pub where he got done about a week before <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. But what about you? How's your quarantine life going? It's good. There's a lot of extra work now to do, folks, um, within my job. But I might cave in like everyone else and get Animal Crossing. I've not dove into it yet. So if anyone wants to recommend, by all means, uh, reach us out on Facebook and give us some recommends. But more of a Smash Brothers kind of guy. So I'm either Smash Brothers Ultimate or Animal Crossing. Um, you know, both got the positives and that, but I feel like, you know, paying Tory, Tom Nuke, what is it, 20,000 shells for a pink hat, maybe I might put that on the back burner for now. It's uh, too light, too much re- like real life. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. If only Tom could get a near-death experience and be more grateful for his workers. Well, when's that ever happen? <laughs> FDR? <laughs> <laughs> like... The episode we're going to be reviewing today is Treehouse of Horror at 9. From season 10, episode 4, directed by Stephen Dean Moore, 
written by David S. Cohen, Larry Doyle, and Donnick Carey, with the original air date being October the 25th, 1998, and the couch gag being, well, the family never really make it to the couch. Um, it's all very, um, you know, horrific, um, typical intro sequence there, with each one of the family members dying, Lisa's getting a head through the garage, Bart's getting, you know, run over by Homer, and Homer gets crushed by Marge coming into the garage. Yeah, Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees saying, oh, where the hell are they? They should have showed up by now. But like with uh, every episode, Cal, do you have any initial memories of this episode or any uh, any nostalgic thoughts? Uh, I do. Like, the Treehouse of Horrors are always fantastic, let's be honest. Um, oh, yeah. Even in the more modern days of, of shitty uh, Simpsons. Um like the name itself just it didn't really mean much to us to me because obviously they're all so great and and fantastic but when re-watching the episode i remember uh being scared of the hair a little bit that's why i oh, purposely right, decided okay. to pattern bold um oh that's why yeah, oh that's, it makes yeah, sense now yeah yeah um but <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah apart it's, it's overall a good episode like any treehouse hall, i think we've only done one if I remember right, um, which is the first one, but I think we released it around Halloween last year. Um, obviously, certain stories are stronger than the others, um, but we'll get we'll, we'll get to that one towards the end. I think uh, I don't know how do you want to do this. Do you want to um, do you want to do review each episode, each se- segment, or do you want to review the uh, what, like we normally do at the end? Now we'll do it at the end and we'll treat it as a whole, but um, if we want to say which one's our favourite individual uh, story and then our own um, favourite moment within the whole episode, um, yeah, we'll stick we'll stick traditional. We'll okay. Go steady. With me, this out of... I've done the maths as well. There's 11 Treehouse of Horrors within our coverage that we intend to do. And I'd probably say out of the 11 that we will do, this is the one I'd seem to forget about. Um... Not that the stories aren't funny or forgetful in themselves, but um, I don't know. I don't feel I've watched this enough in within syndication or within its original run on TV, but um, it just de- definitely doesn't detract from the quality of um, each one there. Yeah, I think... I, I, I think the last segment's probably the most uh, memorable. Um, obviously, there is more famous ones out there, but... I do agree. I think, you know, there is better Treehouse of Horrors there, but there's also worse, but I'm sure we'll get to that. We open it this episode with our first story, folks. It's Hell to Pay, a lovely little pun there. We get to see the Quickie Mart there and Snake, the Joe Bird, is busy testing out a comb for perfect hold, you know, lightweight and that. And um, he goes to buy it, but he decides to um, spark up inside and Apu chastises him. Sir, no, you, you know, you can't do this there. And then... Um, Everyone's getting on at him, you know, can't you see the sign and it's been completely shrouded by all these cigarette ads and Mo comes from the shadows. He goes, oh no, you smokers disgust me there. Um, Apu, have you got any of that, um, what is it, cereal for um, hepatitis or syphilis? That was syphilis, it, syphilis. Yeah. Oh God. Mo's gross as ever there. He gets a rough ride in this one. He does. Uh, the, fun, the funny thing, obviously, over here, I'm a smoker. Um, I've been a smoker for like five years and so far. Obviously, I'm trying to quit, but uh, have you ever tried quitting smoking? It's quite hard. Um, 
One thing I found funny when I was in America and I was in Texas and stuff like that is like with with us, um, cigarette packets have this horrible like musty like mossy green packaging. Purely just to, uh, it was the idea was to get you off the idea of smoking, which I, it's only ever worked once. I was really drunk and I was just like, Ugh, the package is really ugly. I was just like, oh yeah, that's the point. Um, but when I was in America, I never saw any anti-smoking adverts apart from one, which was um, Jesus doesn't want you to smoke. And of that, course, of course, it was um, part of the Bible Belt ones. <laughs> but it turns out, um, you know, snakes, uh, you know, he's, he's fine. I'll just pay the fine, dude. There's nothing wrong with that. But it turns out it's a big trap there. And Wigan comes in guns ablaze and saying, ah, you know, this is your third strike. Um, God, Cal, what, um, what was Snake's previous other two strikes? Um Bone uh, up a bus full of nuns. Yeah, but it was in self-defense. This is your third strike. First you torched that orphanage, then you blew up that bus full of nuns. Hey, that was self-defense. Well, you'll be seeing lots of nuns where you're going, pal. Hell, because the penalty for strike three is death. Oh, you'll never make it stick, dude. Well, too, because this place is full of witnesses. Apu, that scuzzbag Mo. I'm not going to forget this, dudes. I'm going to totally kill both of you. And uh, don't forget Bart Simpson. He's a witness, too. Right, Barty? Oh, you are so dead, little dude. And with this third horrible demeaning strike of, um, you know, getting caught having a fag there, you know, that's the final straw, you know. That sentence is death now. Um, with Springfield being such a wild town, I can totally see that. But um, Snake said, Oh, you'll never make it stick, man. Oh, yes. <laughs> Wiggum's like a child hit. Uh-uh. Yes, we will. <laughs> There's witnesses all over the place. you got Mo and Apu, and you just see the little flitter in their eyes of, shut the fuck up, no. And he goes, oh, and don't forget Bart, and Bart is, we obviously don't see him. Camera pans around, and you just seen cowering behind one of the, um, still right, one of the <laughs> arcades, yeah. No, it's just typical, typical good old, uh, Clancy Wigan being the greatest policeman in the entirety of the world. So with Snake facing death, um, it's not quite a traditional um, electrocution there. They're doing it live on Fox with um, Ed McMahon, who's um, hosted previous shows as, you know, When Skirts Fall Down, another fine quality Fox program in there. And so now they, they bring out Snake. And um, yeah, he's playing up to the crowd there. I mean... I mean, I've mentioned it loads of times, big wrestling fan. He's really acting the heel there. He's he's loving it. He's loving this attention here. And, um, yeah, they just fry him, don't they, Cal? They do. Um, he, You know, Snake being as cool as always, just, he's just like, see you later. Uh, does he say chickers? I can't remember. Chicky pie. Chicky pie. Um, <laughs> and then it fries, it fries his little bean off and he goes, dude. Time's to carve up these organs and Barney, Barney's even in the crowd watching going, dibs on the liver <laughs> see when, when I first watched it for some reason I had it in mind that he was going to eat the liver then I, I clicked on <laughs> it's, it's as soon as fate would have it Homer gets a phone call through saying oh Mars they have a donor I'm saved and um, we go to a doctor and um, it's one of our favourites isn't it Cal it's good old Nick Riviera who's about as qualified as me <laughs> Boy, you're getting this transplant just in time, Homer. This is genuine human hair. This is legal, right? Yeah, sure, whatever. These drugs will make the operation seem like a beautiful <laughs> dream. 
Ah, hi everybody. And this, I don't know. There's two bits in this episode. Even though it's not my favourite section, we were discussing it before the podcast. Um, it, even though it's not the best section, it's it's probably got the most like standout moments in my opinion. Like there's one what's yeah. coming up. I think if if it isn't if the other one's not my favourite section, um definitely the this bit where Nick gets a nice syringe out and goes um, oh it'll be absolutely pain it'll make it feel like a dream with this little syringe oh my scared of needles then gets punched in the face <laughs> and it's a great misdirect to which good old Nick uh, takes the <laughs> takes the syringe and then decides you know what Okay, let's just do it with a pizza cutter. Homer's, he's ready, he's bandaged up there, you know. An odd, funny, but odd one. Who wants to see their sexy new daddy? <laughs> and he ends up showing off the hair there. And um, what a quaff does Homer have? Does he remind you of Roger Moore or any other sort of big 60s icon? Yeah, he, he, he's, got, he's got, you know, essences of Roger Moore. Arguably the best Bond, in my opinion. Other than uh, Craig, but you know, I just like oh right, okay. Is there no love for Sean Connery? Uh, he's okay. I grew up with uh, Roger Moore, like being a bit of an idiot. Like he's inadvertently the reason why I can raise my eyebrows. Um, because my brother learned how to raise his eyebrows because of Roger Moore. Um, then I oh. learned it, trying to imitate my brother. We see Homer struggling to sleep because. Um, his transplanted hair is from none other than Snake. And you see the hair beautifully um, trying to work its way into his brain there. And it's planted in there. And we get to see Homer's transformation into Snake Reborn. And he's going to kill from beyond the grave. And his first stop is the Quickie Mart. We're back there. And Apu's very nice. He's complimenting Homer on his new do there. Mr. <laughs> Ooh la la, Simpson. <laughs> What can I do for you and your new do? You sent me to the chair. <gasps> Snake? But you're dead. I know you are, but what am I? No, no, no! We don't know what happens, but we see a news report, Cal, and um, this is a very strong contender. Not quite for me, it just gets pipped out by something else. But I'd say it's a strong contender for a favourite part of the episode oh definitely it's probably it's probably my favorite if i'm honest you see, you see what happens to put uh, uh, the interview the greatest cop of all time uh second only to colombo um saying he didn't suffer i'm afraid we have no leads but i can safely say our pool did not suffer looked to me like he suffered a lot chief Oh, jeez, Lou. How long are we going to let me keep drinking this thing? Whilst good old uh, Wiggins drinking a uh, slushy. Not slushy, what are they called? Are they called slushy? Squishy. Squishies. Yeah, there we go. Um, and Lou goes, well, it looks like he served quite a bit uh, to me, Chief. And you see behind, he's actually been drowned in the fucking squishy machine. With his feet out. His feet hanging. Not cleaned it up. Decided, you know, <laughs> fuck it, we're just going to take some, have some snacks and, uh, you know, do a, an interview. Um, t- <laughs> to which, uh, in disgust, Wiggum goes, oh, you, 
Yeah, you could have told me that before uh, before I drank my second squishy. Yeah. Um, oh, was you going to keep me drinking this thing? And then he just gets a big slurp. So um, Snake, or Snake Homer, um, goes on to his next victim there, Mo, right early in the morning. He bursts through the door. Turns out, folks, Mo got his um, syphilis um, combat in Syria with penicillos there, Cal. <laughs> no, so that's the thing with these type of Simpsons, when they care about the little, the little details. Good callback, yeah. And straight away, just um, Snake's not even being that um, smart this time. He's just saying, oh, shut your mouth, you know. I'm totally going to waste you there. And then you get to see a lovely um, POV shot of um, Snake murdering uh, Mo with very sort of, I don't know, would you call it Mortal Kombat-like, where he just sort of plucks his heart from his chest. And you get to see it beat, and then Mo collapses um, into his penicillos there. Yoink. I think that's the thing with Simpsons, like, they may be started saying yoink a lot more. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's the fact that it's, it's very kind of like, doesn't really affect Mo at the beginning. <laughs> he just, until he unfortunately drowns in his cereal. Yeah, and with that, there's a, yet another news report there. Kent informing us that, you know, smelly, disgusting, um, rancid bartender Mo, um, he's died, and this will be the last time he waters another pint. And it's like, Mo can't catch a break there. I mean, an innocent man has died, but they've got to get over the fact he's this subhuman scum. And did you see the file photo as well? Yeah, coming out of the toilet. <laughs> yeah, house. Do you know? Um, do you know who Mo's actually based off? I do, and funny you should say that. My dad asked me that same question, and um, I got to shock him as well. I believe it is uh, comedian Rich Hall. It is. I think. He used to live with one of the writers or something like that, or worked with him or something like that. Bart's now putting two and two together. He's coming back from the grave and he's sworn to kill people. And I'm next, clearly. And Homer reassures him that, you know, nothing's going to happen. And then you see the little hair shape, little dude. And we get to see um, quite, it's quite a basic plan, but I'm sure it's going to work. Homer barricades um, him and Bart in his room there where nothing can get in. Or out, and then you see the change, and Bart looks um terrified. And then we get some um nice sequence of animation here. I mean, very um, I mean this whole concept, Cal. I know we did um, I'm trying to think. We definitely did a horror sort of um module. I don't think I did, but um, this is very reminiscent of like I don't know 70s horrors, like your grind houses there, especially like when Hal Mo gets killed with a corkscrew in that. That's overly, um, you know, overly violent in that. What do you think, Cal? Oh yeah, I think this is what it's why uh, Treehouse of Horror is one of my favorite, you know, like mini series or whatever. I don't know what, how you want to call them. Um, I'm a very big fan of horror in cartoon as well, especially for kids. And I think this is why it's a lot of people's favorites because they can they've got so much leeway in what they can do and they can be like ultra violent. One. I don't think it will will ever cover it so I think it's just past the cut off. Um, there is uh, a Treehouse of Horror later on in the series where where Doctor Frink uh, un, uh, unfreezes uh, Professor Frink, sorry, not Doctor Frink, uh, unfreezes his dad, and it it, it it used to creep me out as a kid because he ends up like stealing Skinner's spine and shit like that. Like, there's a good enough horror where it kind of like scares. Oh, I do remember that. Bit. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, it, it gives a lot more freedom, really, more than anything, where they can just kind of do what they want. And there's a lot of motifs, obviously, to like The Shining and uh, 
uh, other horror films and stuff where it's just like thrillers where they've got trapped in a room with a killer kind of thing. We have a great little bit as well um, where you see essentially you think it's Bart with his mouth screaming, gets smashed and it turns out it's um, my favourite yearbook photo. And, uh, again, a lot, plenty good misdirects here as well. Snake Homer smashes through the door and Bart realises, oh, I recognise that voice, hang on. And then Marge and Lisa comes through and before Lisa can, you know, point out the obvious, um, Marge just <laughs> completely shuts down. Oh, come on, Lisa, you know, we realised it was Snake like half an hour ago. We already knew that. <laughs> well, duh. That's what I like when when fucking Lisa gets shunned on. Like, she was always my least favourite character as a kid. Um, it's just, it's a little thing, especially when Marge... I think, I think arguably is one of the mo- un- most underrated Simpsons characters. Uh, gets the final say just to shut her up. But then after this, what do, what do we get, Tyler? We get Homer in a conflict. You've got to fight the hair, Dad! But I look so youthful and hunky! The kid's gotta die. But I love my son! More than a lush head of hair? <laughs> Don't make me choose! We do! And I'm intrigued, Carl, um, if you were in this similar situation being of a man with um, lack of hair, would you go through the same strife Homer has to go through? I'd kill Looking my so son. youthful and hunky. I'd kill my, I'd kill my son. <coughs> Straight away. No regrets. Not even a sweat over no. that. Wow. <laughs> now, would you go for a quiff like um, Homer here with the Roger Moore style, or um, would you be more suited for something else to uh, kill I'd... a son over? I've had, I've gone through quiffs, you know, back in my luscious haired way. Um, arguably, I made the quiff, you know, I think it's fair to say, if I'm honest, you know. Oh, um, lovely. Only 25 years old, but mm, I had quiff and sideburns at 13, so, you know, tr- trying to copy David Tennant, who then arguably copied me, so. Oh, you were watching Doctor Who then? I, was, I see where the style comes from. I was. Um, I always wanted a beard, so, and and I I didn't have the fist, uh, the facial hair to be able to grow it, unfortunately. Hence sideburns at thirteen. Um, but what the obvious to say is, if you can grow facial hair quite early, unfortunately, you lose it from elsewhere. But I'd go, I'd go full <laughs> afro. With the hair now, Homer's gone through this conflict, and he manages to rip off Snake's hair from the scalp. Lovely Foley as well with the ripping action. And he chucks it to the side there, you know, Bart and the family's safe. But it's not over, Cal. The wig is alive. And this is what, uh, at this point, obviously, um, it starts attacking Bart again. Um, and then starts punching um, Bart in the face. Yeah, I'm surprised they got, I'll tell you what, I think they got away with it because, um, I mean, it is a sort of form of defence and he is hitting the wig, but through that... Through that sheath, if you will, he is just hitting Bart in the face, and then he's back to the traditional choke right before the police come in. This is one of my other favourite parts. Is I don't know if you've ever watched it when you know, at the moment, usually I don't know why it's always in the summer. I um, kind of get like bouts of insomnia, so I end up watching like really weird shit on YouTube and stuff. Um, one of them, what I used to always watch, is like really bad death scenes. Especially in like the thirties and forties and stuff like that, and the fifties. Oh, where it's just like they've had a heart attack. Ooh, yeah, when they get shot. Yeah, and it's like, uh, uh, uh. 
<laughs> and this is obviously what happens with your hair. It gets shot about a thousand times. Yeah, him, he's um, he's sponging bullets there like cod and even gets in a little um, fist wave. I like the arms on it. Gets a little fist wave. And then to make sure it just falls on the ground and dies. And Maggie cutely uses it as like a, you know, like a tea towel, like a cuddly toy there, like Linus and Peanuts. And um, Wiggum, like, just to put a cap on everything, oh, no, that's what I call a bad hair day. And Marge, to cut through it with some reality, you know what, two people died. Oh, wait, no, I got it. And then everyone rejoins in on the laugh with um, with a dead wig and bullet holes and smashed glass. Um, it was, I tell you what, very strong end, Cal. I, I did enjoy this. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think, I don't think it's the strongest episode, um... I don't know. I probably second. Uh, probably, I don't know. I'll come to the ranking uh, towards the end of it when I've kind of digested it a bit more. But it's definitely, it's definitely a strong uh, little horror film. Uh, horror, sh- horror short um, has some good laughs. Has probably the funniest laughs in this episode. Um, but yeah, it's overall, it's it's a good little little snippet. You know what? I'll probably say this is. My favourite one, um, story-wise. Story-wise, this is um, uh, the definitely the strongest one for me. There, yeah, ha- um, had me laughing the the most. Uh, anyway, with the jokes and the good ending there, we're on to the um, second story now, folks, with uh, the terror of Tiny Toon, and we have Krusty, um, you know, hyping up his Halloween program, saying you're gonna watch the most violentest, most bloodiest, most blood curdling, itching scratch you ever, and then the telly gets shot off because Marge. Doesn't want the kids seeing this at all there. Cause she's going out trick-or-treating with Maggie and the kids can't be trusted there. <laughs> we see um, Homer walking, looking really disheveled. And she goes, oh, you're not going as a hobo this year, are you, Homer? Going where? As, as he eats beans from a can. Now, this is this has got to be very reminiscent of um, current times, especially with his get up there. I mean, I'm working from home, as are you. You know, I'm not shaving. Um, I don't have to... I, get, I can wear the same shirt, you know, three days in a row um nothing to be shamed for stinking that I'm, I'm with homer in these current work from home times oh homer you're not going as a hobo again going where speak for yourself i shave every day man i'll happily do I'm, that i'm f- <laughs> i'm fucking frank on all this sunny when he goes ironically when there's a pandemic flu going around uh philadelphia and he shaves all his body hair because he's unclean. <laughs> no, I had showered in fucking months. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> to make sure, you know, Marge is even taking the batteries as she walks off. Now, um, whenever I can't... I say this isn't a memorable episode. And for the most part, it isn't as far as like the animal, the animals of my memory and all that before revisiting it. But I always remember this little song calm. Gonna stick it in here. Of course I am. Um, it's brilliant. Mama took those batteries. She took them away. Mama took those batteries. Size double A. Bart finds a way around there. He goes through Homer's toolbox there. And he, he gets, not even with a glove, he just gets raw plutonium there and smashes it in. Smashes it into the remote. And um, it zaps through and you get to see this you know, green ray come and hit the TV. It shoots them back, and um, you know they don't think anything's happening. You know the colours off maybe, so they start changing it. But you know it changes Lisa's colour as well. 
really odd there. But they end up fighting over it. They change colour there. And um, they end up entering the TV in a very... um. This is very Twilight Zone for me, Cal. Just going into a different world and seeing how other people live and reacting to that world. Uh, what did you think of the concept? Now, it's a good concept. Now, do you think the um, the colour change bit, that's just a reference of why the Simpsons are yellow? Cause the reason I don't I... think it is, but I can definitely see that. I can definitely see it as a theory. Like a little bit of a nod. Or as a little reference, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's very Willy Wonka, um, like TV. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Always a bit of a dream. I don't know. It's, it's always a bit of a dream where you can go into TV and just live their lives as like a, you know, a viewer without interacting with it. But unfortunately... <laughs> It doesn't lead that way. Why are you laughing? Hey, you're laughing at your pain. That's mean. Let's teach them a lesson. They come to a compromise there, and they actually team up. It's um interesting to see them team up, and they're gonna, they are gonna kill Bart and Lisa. Then we have them throw an axe, and um you know Bart goes, oh you know cartoon axe classic, and um yeah actually oh no shit they've actually nicked him, and there's a bit of blood that trickles down, and they're scared, and they're about to run off. Now, did you see as well, Cal? I don't know if it's intentional, but um, you know when the blood trickles and he wipes a bit. Can you see an exclamation mark? <laughs> I, I, like the... I can't. I'm afraid. Uh, I need to rewatch this episode. See, this is the section what I kind of, I guess, I switched off on a little bit. I didn't, I didn't find it very interesting. Um, was... Did you not find this engaging as much as you did um, the first and the third story? No, I, uh, I don't know why. I don't know if it's just because I've, I've kind of seen gimmick before too much uh, maybe okay. I've, I've seen this episode too much um i but i didn't that's a it's a good old classic cartoon kind of thing where it's just diegetic and energetic animation kind of sinks into stuff it's quite quite a nice little little nod mm. i guess should have really being that i'm kind of starting to do an animation maybe should make keep make more notice <laughs> <laughs> But we have um, Itchy and Scratchy loading up every kind of Acme Looney Tunes weapon you can think of in a cannon. And Lisa and Bart see this and they give the big old cartoon eyes and they run off. And then um, they manage to dodge the um, array of weapons there and wave down a police car there. And um, it turns out uh, it's there to protect and serve. And you get to see Scratchy pop up. No, you get to see Itchy pop up there and go wild with his chainsaw there. Um, I guess the obvious comparison not with this particular scene but with the concept as well is um roger rabbit cow did you ever watch roger rabbit oh, when you were little definitely i love roger rabbit it's one of my favorite mm. films i just thought it was danny devito not um i, I did the same uh, as well yeah definitely instead of bob hoskins bob hoskins yeah um it's not it's not protect and serve it's protect and sever that's it yeah and we have um itch going so wild with the chainsaw even takes off scratchy's arms you know oh, but it happens <laughs> and then he's end up uh directing the car with his mouth and um homer's thinking the same as us when he goes to sit down and say "Ooh, how bart and lisa gonna get out of this one he is the <laughs> he is the live audience whilst his uh, son and daughter <laughs> fight for their lives but if bart knows if bart knows cartoon logic then this will get him out there and he writes a jet and they punch it and then they get flown up into the air there and um i like the little um i know obviously you're not as enthralled with this or like this as much as I am, but I like the little added sound effect of uh, Bart and you get to hear the point point sound effect and the little turn 
as well. Yeah, very very Looney Tunes here, and um, yeah, definitely. I'll, you get to see the um, vivid, more vivid colors, the more bold colors of um, this super uber cartoon world within a cartoon. Bartleys are about to fall to their doom there with all these um, bear traps, but boring. Homer says, and he switches. And um, now I listen to quite a few Simpsons podcasts, and this scene gets a lot of mixed reviews. Cal the Live action scene with um, Regis and Kathy there, um, 90s, um, you know, daytime hosts, much like uh, This Morning and that, and then busy making a soup there. Now, I didn't mind this cow, just because um, mainly for um, Kathy, the woman, sort of, you know, oh, there's no oregano in there, Regis, and like she's a bit fed up, and then getting the sauce in the ride when you have Bart and Lisa and Itch and Scratchy smashing the soup there. Uh, I mean, what did you think of the live action? I like it. I think it works really well, and it's really well animated. Um, I I read somewhere that they threw a ball or something in uh, in the soup. That's what made it. Oh, uh, and then animated over the ball from there. Um, very like we, like we said earlier, Roger uh, Roger Rabbit style kind of thing. Why does it get mixed reviews? Because because um, a lot of the t- it's mainly do the celebrities involved there. Like, why were they there? Other than the fact. Um, you know, it was those particular celebrities, but I just look at it as, um, I, I, like you say, and like what you're going to do there, it's a mix of animation and live, it's a mix of different media, and the fact that they have their own TV show and it's a different format, I think it works. And I just like um, the annoyed sort of, you know, ah, forget it, Dom Delis can interview himself there, like this woman's just fed up, where have these characters come from? Definitely. Uh, I think that, and that's that's another thing I love seeing in one um, in my insomniac days is I, I like watching where people just snap on TV. Classic ones, obviously. Um, we'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. It's just like, oh my god, the Arigato. Boring. I'm telling you, this cilantro really gives it a zing. Reach, there's no cilantro in it. What? Oh, God! And I love this soup is out of control. Oh, my, my eyes, my beautiful eyes. Oh, that's it. I'm going oh. home. Dom DeLuise can interview himself. Bart and Lisa, they're now back in the itching, scratchy world as Homer changed the channel again. But they see um, Dad now. you got to get his outfit now. And Homer's busy looking through the what button to eject them out with when, you know, itching, scratchy are back again with a piranha-filled... Um, Fire hydrant, they end up skinning Bart alive there. Ooh, that's going to be sore in the morning. But um, Homer manages to find the eject button, gets them out of there, but Bart is still a skeleton. And Marge um, can't even recognise her own son. He's got the normal head as well. Ah, it's a skeleton! And then Homer, you know, quickly presses rewind there and he ends up getting his skin back. The piranhas rewind around him, but this does not fix the itching, scratchy problem. They break through the telly and the whole family's going to get slaughtered. Apart from that, can't happen, can it, Cal? No, I, I think this is this is where it goes down. And I think this is why I didn't like this section as much as the others. Is because why didn't they just tap on the window before? I know, obviously, for you, humor, maybe they didn't realize or whatever. But if they were, if it was always there, they could have tried it mm, before. And I yeah. Think, that's where it's just. I, I know it's. A, it, I'm nitpick, nitpicking very much though. Um, but then obviously, what happens was they break out the screen. Um, they get ejected from the screen. Reverse Bart's uh, piranha injury. 
to which Itchy and Scratchy then uh, break go break the glass of the screen and and come out of the screen to attack them. Um, however, because they're at the size much like Mike TV, the size of what they would have been on the screen, didn't have much luck, did he, Tyler? No, Itchy is literally a mouse just with a little axe, and um, <laughs> this is um, yeah. Out of gags wise, this is probably my favourite one right here. Then where I'm just going, <laughs> look at him, and then sticks him in a um, in a hamster cage, and then it's almost like Itchy just really, um, really um, adapts well into his new situation. Like, oh well, I'm on the clock, lads. I've got to run on this treadmill to like four. It takes his little watch as well. They're like, you're straight to it. <laughs> I think it's Scratchy. I guess it's Scratchy. Scratchy falls in yeah. love with um, Snowball. You're beautiful. Um, which means he has to be neutered, unfortunately. <laughs> and that's how we end it on um, him going to get neutered. But yeah, um, you know what? I'm going to agree with you. I, I did get some kicks out of you know the animation and all that and this little itchy bit, but I'm with you, Carl. I think this is the weaker out of the three we've got here. Yeah, I like like I said, I think it's the weakest one. Obviously, I'm just I am just nitpicking. I will admit it. However. There's, it breaks its own logic very quickly um, on various different counts and such like that. And obviously, I'm a scholar of The Simpsons now. I've got a podcast with so many oh, episodes yeah. into this. It doesn't live up to the standard, Tyler. <laughs> We're on to our final story now, folks. It's Starship Poopers. We have the family around the breakfast table there, and Marge's trying to feed Maggie, but she's upset. She's in sort of discomfort, and it turns out. She's got her first tooth, but that tooth is a right big uh, fang in her mouth, and the family are about to be like, oh, uh, no. And then, um, I mean, straight off the bat, it's an improvement from the last one, because we have Lisa going, no, Homer goes first, like, oh, I've lost my appetite. And then um, Bart goes, me too. And Homer straight away, oh, no, wait, it came back. And he ends up taking his straight in with the ploy then. Good start, Cal. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's that little... How quickly he says it, it's like, oh, Maggie's came back. <laughs> Which, I don't know, obviously, you know, uh, I've got siblings and stuff like that. If I'd eaten my dinner, I knew ways to put off my sister off her food so then I could eat Ooh, eaters. what examples? Um, she doesn't like veins, so, and we'd be eating like a chicken finger or something like that. I'd be like, oh, can I have some? She's like, no. I'm like, oh, oh can you see that vein in that chicken? And she's like, fuck it, let's have it, like... I'd obviously wait until she's just like playing with it, and she doesn't. Yeah. She just doesn't want me to have it, which is another very sibling thing. It's like I don't want it, but I don't want you to have it. Therefore, <laughs> found we're in the living room now, and um, Maggie's you know still wriggling around, and Homer decides to you know play this little piggy with you know this little piggy went nuts, this little piggy went to Krusty Burger or the Quickie Mart, and then <laughs> literally her legs just fall off, and Homer sees this as like oh you know this is another bit of growth to her, you know, this is something to be celebrated. She lost her baby legs there. And then uh, what happens, Cal? She sprouts. She sprouts um, tentacles and starts hissing it, uh, climbs on the floor, uh, roof even, uh, and, and then decides to uh, climb on the roof and start hissing like a cat. And that's where it starts. It still doesn't really click with Homer, does it, Tyler? No, no, um, even Marge is really concerned, you know, the, the ceiling's not a safe place for a baby, so Homer doesn't even try and coo her down gently, just, right, 
a poker with a broom straight away but um yeah maggie ends up um grabbing onto it and just swinging homer and really really causing some damage to him and uh a nice little one oh she's a uh, definitely into the terrible twos now how true is this cow as you have a very young niece now like what's her is maggie's um behavior reminiscent of that um or is she doing all she's right n- she's not sprouted her tentacles yet um she's okay. a little bit behind on that one um she th- there is the terrible twos it's not it, it's very she, she she used to it's more when when she was younger and we used to ho- uh hold her what she used to do is like slap people's cheeks we, oh yes, and she carted you and your mum before. <laughs> she did. Yeah, I do remember that. And it only clicked on that it's because my brother-in-law was like, puff up his cheeks for it to like pop, and that's <laughs> like where she used to do it. I guess it's just people who like chubby cheeks or whatever. <laughs> um, unfortunately, now she's just kind of in like, like mind stage, and me and my. Uh, oh rather. yeah, yeah. And with my with my sister's actually pregnant with her second child now. Um, I don't know if it's just kind of subconscious, kind of, because they've tried to explain her that she's got, you know, there's another baby, a boy or a girl, and we're like, what do you want? It's like, no, none. She, I feel like she's <laughs> going to be very, <laughs> she's going to be very jealous. We have them, um, the Simpsons family take Maggie to Dr. Hibbert this time, and um, you just want to see what's wrong with her there. I'm sure it's nothing, but would rather get her checked out. It's probably nothing, but we just want her to be sure. Ah! Is there anything you can prescribe, Doctor? Fire! And lots of it. Oh, that's your cure for everything. Maggie, we're not sure what to do with her now, but um, she sends out this, um, you know, the sound wave, this emitting sound ray. Um, and it turns out it's um, it's one of the regulars of Treehouse of Horror Cow. Um, I don't think it's the first feature on our podcast, but um, what do you think of Canon Kodos's, um characters? I found them fantastic. I think it's... This how how monotone and dry they are, um, they you know they 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 have a load of good jokes and it a lot. It's not it's not the best episode for him. It's it's definitely not the first viewing. Yeah, it's been better. I don't know if it's uh, it might be our the first showing on our podcast potentially. Um, but I think probably the the their best episode is obviously when they um become politicians oh uh, yeah Bob classic. and then Bob Dole uh, but it's good it, uh, <laughs> they get um, they get they get notified that their sprawling number 13 has uh, gone through the lava stage again with another like close to the census lines holy flurkin schnit like oh they they tried with all their might there, and they got away with it. And yes, Kang wants to go um, to this Earth planet and, you know, say hello to his daughter there. And, um, yeah, they end up um, knocking on the Simpsons' door. Oh, Homer, again, with another great, like, oh, great, Mormons. I guess it's more Jehovah's Witness over this side of the pond there, but um, I can definitely see where he's coming from. We've all been there. Have you um, hid behind the sofa like me, Cal, or have you confronted them at the door? I once actually got into a really good conversation with them, um, and because they're all American, Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses are the same thing, as well, aren't they? Oh. Or is it Latter Day Saints? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, Latter Day Saints. Might Sa- be slight yeah. differences. Mor- no, I think I'm 
I'm about 90% certain they're the same thing. Um, uh, but, yeah, they. Um, what happened was I was walking back from home in my uni days, um, and I'd seen them walking around before, and they kind of, like, came up, and I just kind of, they were, like, look, locking eyes a little bit. Being the British guy I am, I was like, right. And they're like, hey there, how are you? And I was just like, oh, fuck. So we started talking about stuff, and I was like, look, guys, I'm not I'm not really in the mood, blah, blah, blah. He was like, what do you know about the Mormon face, faith? And I was just like, I'll be honest, mainly South Park. And then he just went, dum, 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 dum. And I was just like, okay, we got your attention for a little bit more. And then I started asking questions about them. I was like, oh, so what are you studying and stuff? And I'm trying to get it off the side of it. Um, they told me that apparently in the Book of Mormon... And I was like, oh, I bet you guys hate it. He's like, no, we love it, actually. Like, we think it's really good. Um, and we, we actually have a big sponsorship at the back of the program for our church. Whether or not it's true, I don't know. Um, it obviously, it's a couple of years out of date, so it might, might not do it anymore. Um, and they were, they were really nice guys. And I, was, and I was just like, I was like, look, I've got to go. I'm not really in the mood to talk about religion or whatever. Um, however... Uh, and he was just like, oh, so can we, like, do you mind if we pop in a couple of days' time? I was like, yeah, sure. And he was like, what house? And I was like, we're in house 81. We weren't in house 81. I knew we weren't in house 81. And apparently, ah, smart. And uh, we were in house 83, and apparently they did come to a house 81 and ask for me as well. <laughs> um, and they tried a couple of times before security asked them to leave, apparently. So if they listen to this episode, I'm sorry, but <laughs> I'm... You can't beat a Satanist. I'm sorry. You just can't beat a good guy. <laughs> Kang um, comes with Kodos and he's there for his daughter. And um, Marge has to break the awkward news that, um, you know, Maggie is not your daughter, Homer. It's uh, Kang's. And Homer straight away, you intergalactic hussy. And he starts to break down. But he gets the important question out, Cal. Oh, was he better than me? <laughs> <laughs> I think this, uh, she Marge finally tells the story. And, you know, she's minding her own business. For some reason, putting in putting up washing in at night. She's really happy with her peg job. But I oh, like you get, get out. You just get. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Hang on, roll that back. I didn't mean that. She's happy with how she's um pinning up the washing there. Literally, she goes, "I just finished doing something really good in the yard," and then you just see her put a little peg on it, and then you just see a smile, which is incredibly lame and dorky. I like it. She gets abducted by alien by Kang and. Kodos, um, not by a tractor beam, by a lasso. <laughs> and I saw um, some behind-the-scenes trivia stuff. Um, do you know each time Kang Kodos, I believe up to a certain series, each each um, time they abduct someone, it's a different method. So with Homer in the presidential um, episode, it's with a claw that you get in the machines on the piers. With this one, it's a lasso. Awesome. Marge is straightway going, you know. Ah, oh, they abducted me without warning. You are being abducted. She gets shot up with the lasso there, and she's getting selected for their insemination program. And there's no way out of it there, so she's got to pick four methods, Cal. Um, I'm trying to remember. One was in an airplane bathroom. The other one was in the back of a sedan. That's it. And then the third one was the, uh, the back alley of a porno theatre. Oh, and a friend's wedding. That oh, a friend's it. wedding, yeah. Uh, because... But because she's she's absolutely disgusted by this, uh, the suggestion that she'll actually do it. But because she's got no choice, she'll she'll choose the theory. <laughs> she'll go for the alley. <laughs> I'll take the alley. Initiate fertilization procedure. Oh, oh you look.
look lovely this evening? Have you decreased in mass? I tried to resist, but they applied powerful mind confusion techniques. Look behind you. Insemination complete. Really? That seemed awfully quick. What are you implying? Nothing, nothing. Whoa, wow, look at the time. I'd love to stay, but I have an early meeting tomorrow. You're a super girl, though. I'll call you sometime. This is a nice turn there. This is um this is a good scene as well with um you know Kang the alien going through your typical stuff as you do when you're trying to seduce someone, you know, oh have you decreased in mass lately? And then um it's not even like you think like, oh, is it gonna go graphic or is it gonna get really scary? No, it's quite literally look behind you and then he just gives a quick zap of the ray. And oh a brilliant line here, Cal, can you remember? Oh definitely. Uh I've heard it many times. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> um, uh, it wasn't very long. What are you implying? <laughs> and then um, Kang giving the old shitbag routine. Oh, that was a swell time. But look at the time. You're a great girl. I'll call you. And there's literally a dump button. How humiliating. It just goes down the chute. And then uh, nine months later, Maggie was born there. But it doesn't seem all that bad, actually, Cal. Because um, she'll be taken back to Rigel 7 and be in a nice lucrative civil service job for the rest of the time it's not a bit boring but that it's not horrible even homer agrees you know well we can't compete with that you're damn right you can't now get your slimeless hands off her but um you know this isn't the right way to go about it setting custody there's only one man that can deal with this and this folks is my favorite part of the episode and this is my favorite whole part of this whole um treehouse of horror <laughs> What do you know of? Have you watched any Jerry Springer? What do you think, Cal? Have I watched any Jerry Springer? Of course I've watched our Lord and Saviour, Jerry Springer. He's a fantastic... I used to watch it after school sometimes because it was so ridiculous. There's the classics of the midget fight. Um, everyone needs to get the boobs out for no reason. Um, the Jerry uh, Beads? The Jerry Beads. Uh, it, used, it started out as like a serious show where they'd have, like, politicians and, and stuff on it, like, arguing. Um, but the ratings went through good, so then they started getting the scum of the earth on. And, uh... Yeah, like, your clang members there, and then the Black Panthers having a big fight on stage, and a mixture of all credences and cultures there. And there, was, there, there was, like, backstories, like, there was a drunken pre- uh, vicar or something like that. He used to marry people all the time. Um, Funnily enough as well... Um, Jerry's most known bodyguard, Steve, is is animated. Yeah, Steve Wilco's well. even got his own show. You're right. He did. He's actually animated into this episode as well. He's a little bold guy. And my favorite, um, my favorite sort of Jerry Springer parody or even feature was, um, if anyone's a fan of the series, um, Austin Powers. I believe it's Spy Who Shagged Me. Literally, right um, as we start the film, there you want to see what's Doctor Evil up to now, and it's Jerry Springer and he and um. Scotty were getting reconnected again and you say, you know, you're not that evil, that's why I don't love you. And just, I don't know why it is, Cal, but for me, just like hearing bleeps on TV for swearing, it just creases me. That's one of my little guilty pleasures in comedy and just, you know, good mother, you piece of, oh, it just always tickles me, Cal, and you get a lot of it in this bit. There's only one man who can settle an argument this bizarre. <laughs> Homer, how did it feel to learn your baby was fathered by a drooling space octopus? 
It made me angry, Jerry. Angry and tired. Well, you're about to get a whole lot angrier because we have the extramarital, extraterrestrial backstage in a soundproof booth where he can't hear us. I hear all. Ladies and gentlemen, meet Kang. There's the whole, <laughs> there's the bit where he go uh, where somebody asks a question. He goes, uh, "Oh, for the horrible uh, monster, Homer." No, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get the one of the mouth breathers saying, "No, why don't you earn your ass some responsibility?" And then Kang just zaps her and the whole of the audience there, like you can literally just bully his way throughout all this. But then you know, well, Jer- Jerry's got. Jerry warns him first because he can't vaporise my entire audience <laughs> to which he proves him wrong and proves that he does. Uh, Jerry then just goes, where's my final thought? <laughs> yeah, he's got to get his shtick in there. There's nothing else he can do. So yeah, we'll just go to the final thought segment. And um, he, he does hit him with sort of, you know, general advice. You know, don't want to get into petty squabbles when it comes to um, the custody of a child there. The child shouldn't come into the middle of it. But Either Maggie disagrees with it or she doesn't like the look of Jerry, so she just goes right for him and Jerry gets his own treatment. Ah, get the fucking baby off me. And now for my final thought. Nobody wins when parents put their petty squabbles above the welfare of a child. Let's hope they put their differences aside and do what's best for Maggie. What the Get the baby off, son of a Embarrassed. It just goes into a little brawl, and Jerry gets suffocated to death, and you see his corpse hanging there. That I tell you what, that was the most disturbing bit out of everything in this treehouse horror. Just seeing like his lifeless corpse like dangle as he's getting punched, <laughs> and Marge with a nice button up. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> like you don't expect that from her, and it's oh yeah, it's it's brilliant. Cal, I love this whole bit. Definitely, definitely. I think like like I said. This, this section itself is is plot wise is the strongest plot. It it the narrative runs very very nicely. Um, whilst I think I'll, I'll I'll get I'll get I'll have, I'll give you my final thought uh, in just a couple of moments. Unfortunately, that we can't end on that massive fight, that big punchline there. But you know, Kanko's saying you know release her to us, or we will go and um, you know eradicate all of your members of government and um marge realizes okay we can get away with this oh you can get all of them just watches and um yeah i wish they could do that with our um, current administration cow not to put too much my ideals out there but you know fingers crossed the alien we don't need that tyler we've had a we've had like world war three almost happen we've had australia on fire we've had a world ending play we don't need fucking aliens man it's okay. All right, you know what? You know, 2020 can get a break at some point. You're right. I'm being far too selfish. And with that, Cal, I'd like for you to uh, rate which one's your strongest um, story, and then overall episode. What did you think? Yeah, I think it's a um, it's a it's a, it's a strong. It's definitely a strong Treehouse of Horror. Um, with any segment, uh, any Treehouse of Horror where there's different segments and such, uh, usually it's it, obviously it's the three three different segments 
there's always going to be one weaker than the others. Um, yeah. This episode's got, you know, it's got good guest stars. Uh, Robert England actually plays Freddy Krueger at the beginning. Yeah, well. they managed to get him. Um, Joe Springer sections, like I said, hilarious. Um, if I had to rank them, I think bottom would be the te- Toontown one. Uh, mm-hmm. Just it didn't grab my attention. Like I'd, I don't know if it's just because I've seen this episode so many times or what, but it's just I, you know, I wasn't thrilled by it. It didn't, it didn't entertain me much. Um, the the first section had more, better jokes. However, the I don't know. It's a toss up between uh, the first the first first section and the second uh, the third one to which one's the best if i'm honest i en- i enjoyed the last one better however the first section made me laugh more so i probably have to go one three and two in the sections as, as Ooh, an overall okay. rating um it's a strong episode it's you know the treehouse horror f- sections are always great let's be honest uh it's very red especially even in, in even in like the more modern Simpsons era um, I'd have to give it probably a strong 7.5 dead poos in, in <laughs> slushy machines or whatever they call how long are you going to let me keep ranking this thing Cal? you know what with the Treehouse of Horrors um, yeah like you're saying no matter what season they're always a highlight there and they're always a guaranteed um, ratings grabber there I was looking at some you know, Wikipedia for you know um, ratings and all that and there's always like a extra two to five million viewers always tune in for the treehouse horrors become it's such a cemented part of simpsons and you know horror television as well but for my personal rankings as far as um tearing them was like a one two three i'd definitely say the one i enjoyed the most was um starship poopers the final one and then hell to pay and then um and then the cartoon uh, Itchy and Scratchy one. So, yeah, very much like yourself, Cal. I agree with you on that. Um, I will say for the... I think the fact that you can't remember the name and neither can I. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's it. Scratchy one. I will say for the Tiny Terror tune, close, so we'll just go with it. Um, I will say it's the most visually stunning. And I do... And, you know, I'm a... Like you, me and me, but for fans of animation there. And it, I just found it int- more interesting that we get to see the kids in their own cartoon world, um, if you will, there. But, um, yeah, Hell to Pay, I got to see, you know, the gritty side of horror and, you know, the typical killer and some great, um, yeah, some great features from the tertiaries like um, Apu and Moe and Wiggum. And then um, I'm a fan of Jerry Springer and that crude um, style of comedy in the entertainment industry. Um, so with that, all that being said, I'll go with... It's not quite so i'll say a positive three and a half um dead jerry springers all right and um with all that said um it's not really been a spook we're not really adding the spook to it because um this will be in the middle of may when we drop it and the random episode generator does what it does so cal can you please give us a reality tv reality talk show um spin of the random episode generator you're not the father. I don't don't spin it that fast. You know, good mother. <laughs> Get ready to steal a statue's head and have it play on your conscience, because we're going season one with a telltale head.
Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star written review on iTunes. Check us out on Facebook, Uncle Mo's Family Feedback Podcast, and the same on Twitter as well, at TylerTMC, or search Uncle Mo's Family Feedback Podcast. Take care, folks. Come to Uncle Mo's for family fun. It's good, 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 good. Mmm, sounds good.